Welcome to the Tech Savvy Professor podcast, two faculty who love tech and love making it part of their work. I'm Marty Gensius, an associate professor at Kent State University. And I'm Eric Perry, clinical faculty at Southern New Hampshire University. So first, let's check in on, on your week. What's going on with your world? So I, I'm preparing to travel. And yeah. I, I think I mentioned in the last show, too, I'd ordered a, a Samsung Chromebook. So I've yeah. been getting that kind of set up and ready for travel. And um, I'm, I'm liking it so far. I, I'm just kind of, I don't know, the Chrome OS is a little weird. It's a little funky with Microsoft stuff because everything needs to be web-based. Um, yeah. So it's just getting used to all of that. But really just travel prep. What about you, Marty? Just catching up on stuff and uh, course prep, really. Um, mm-hmm. I'm teaching a course I haven't taught before, so I'm learning everything a week ahead of the students. And in this case, I won't be there uh, for a class. Uh, I'm going to have somebody come in and do some work, but the rest of the work I had to produce on video. And uh, maybe sometime we can talk about how to produce the, how we produce those things, because I think we have different methods of doing that for for class. So it's it's mainly been class preparation. It was a holiday weekend and ungodly hot. So even my wife and the dog wanted to stay inside. So that 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 allowed me to sit here and work occasionally and and nap a lot. We this is the season of travel. This is conference, in your case vacation, and there's domestic and international travel. So What's your travel tech arrangements that you've got set up? You're you're loving well. You're adjusting to the Chromebook. Yeah, I, I think for me, I've come a long way in terms of wanting to keep the amount that I take with me small, but effective for what I need to do. So I really started looking at what are the things I'm actually going to use while I'm gone. And I think conference and travel setups a little different because sometimes with conference travel, I need to take projector or you know some additional technology with me that I might not take while I travel. I think right now the the things that I like the most uh, about my travel setup, I have a essentially what comes down to like a cord kit that I take with me just for travel. Mm-hmm. And I have an organizer that I use to organize those cords, uh, memory cards, things that I take with me, adapters, uh, and, you know, I walk through some of those. And I think because I'm a, a, a PC user primarily, uh, a lot of those come down to, you know, making sure I have USB, particularly USB-C adapters. Um, I have adapters for HDMI. Um, I have an additional monitor, a travel monitor that I take with me. Uh, it's 16-inch it's monitor that I have a little stand for that I bought on Amazon, I think on on Prime Day for like seven or eight bucks that I can plug into my Chromebook um, just for the additional uh, space to work in and really thinking about like what, what setup am I going to pop up in the hotel room that's going to make me effective. And what's interesting is that the keyboards have made a huge difference. It's something I've become uh, really finicky about when I select a device that I'm going to use for travel uh, because a lot of the keyboards on the smaller devices can be really cumbersome when you have larger hands. Um, So the key size is important. So that's something that I wanted to try out before I even looked at buying something. 
Uh, and then a travel mouse that had a good charge that connected with Bluetooth. Just It's just so much easier. You flip the switch on, there's no dongles, there's no nothing, it just connects. Um, so these little things, just thinking about in your setup, uh, what you need to bring. I think international travel, when you're talking about international travel, we talked about this in earlier shows, just making sure you have the adapters for those, which can include power converters. It's not always necessary for things like cell phones or, that are set up for that. Um, but some of your other devices might not be. They might be U.S. versions, and you really got to check out the manuals for those to determine what to uh, what to take. I think the final thing is the sound part, uh, because I watch a lot of video um, sometimes for work, and our students do video discussions. So I need to be able to listen to that. And my wife, or who's ever traveling with me, doesn't always want to hear the student posts that I'm working on. Um, so I love the Shocks headset for that because it allows me to hear it and still hear noise around me. Uh, but I also have uh, a couple of different pairs of uh, noise reduction headphones that are really helpful. Um, my Alienware set is really nice. A lot of configuration options, a lot of volume options. Uh, and the other one that I really like is my SteelSeries Arctis 7s, um, which are actually getting a little older now. They're on the 9s, I think, at the, at the moment. Um, but they're great for sound quality. Um, and all have mic options. So that's kind of my kit when I leave. I make sure I have all those adapters, cords, that extra screen for extra landscape, um, you know, which you can get for 100, 150 bucks. Sometimes yeah, even that less. was a that when I I, I want to say I discovered that and they've been around much longer, but just this year I got one a big game changer uh, because they slide right into whatever you're carrying right next to your 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 computer, little extra weight, but the being able to have that screen landscape to be able to move move documents over instead of opening and closing or shifting windows just remarkable it's awesome and I, I was actually on a flight um talking to the guy next to me who had one and it was one that actually sat on his screen on his laptop screen and popped out from the left side mm -hmm. so he's sitting by the window and i'm sitting by the aisle it's just those two seats and he's like i'm going to watch a movie do you want to watch i'll add my other screen and you can have you know he he was able oh, to come do on he's showing <laughs> off yeah it was cool though i, I appreciated it right <laughs> I was like, no, I don't really want to watch the movie, but I'd like to see it set up. So he, you know, he showed it to me and whatever. Um, I think there are more expensive options out there. If you want something like that, that's more custom. There's even dual setups where it'll mm -hmm. extend monitors out of either side. Uh, I was fine with just the the extra setup in a stand was a, yeah. a third of the cost. Yeah. Well, I've been traveling for uh, a long time, got kicked into it back in 2002 doing international travel. And you learn a lot when you do international travel. So I've been thinking about travel tech, uh, particularly on the, on the international standpoint for a long time. At that time, cell phones were really limited in availability. You, you were tied into a U.S. market, essentially. The cheapest thing to do was to use international calling cards or maybe get on Skype at the time, um, if you could, or some type of way to communicate back home. But then you had to depend that the people on the other end knew that. Laptops were pretty clumsy and expensive, so I used international uh, internet cafes, which was kind of fun. 
walk in in the evening and there's a bunch of, you know, teenage boys sitting around playing interterminal games and uh, not understanding my language, me not understanding them. But after that, after a while, after a couple of nights of that, I'd walk in and it was like Norman cheers. They'd all go, Hey, and having to navigate Turkish keyboards and things like that. I would bring an MP3 player with me and started listening to podcasts back then because movies on international flights was one screen for the whole section. And you had to watch some unbearably boring movies if you're going to watch something else. So I just started listening to uh, podcasts at that point. There's always been a problem at that time getting work done on the plane. At We were working on a Compaq grant. Remember that company, Compaq? Oh, I do. Uh, who, yeah. who was a, the owner was a graduate of Kent State University. And he gave us what would be like Compaq Palm Pilots. Well, I was able to get a Bluetooth keyboard, one of those open foldable ones, Bluetooth it and and do some writing, at least if I needed to do some writing and compose it that way. I started to buy unlocked phones that I could use internationally and would go to the country and get a, a, a local line set up on that phone so I could communicate with people who I was working with in the country on that particular phone number. But countries got tighter in that. They didn't want foreigners coming in and, and you know, eating up all their phones and possibly doing some bad stuff, some bad agents coming in and, and having access to phone lines. And so they made that real difficult to happen. What I started using this was AT&T international, which you can put on for $10 a day. And it, it would be covered at least in the countries that I was going to. You mentioned about plugs. And uh, there was a time where our adapters for our devices did not convert power like they do now. And so you would have to use a step down or step up transformer for, uh, and those were heavy items. And, and i Brought one one time, and it started to melt when I was working on something. So yeah. now I then I started bringing two, and they're have they were heavy and they were expensive, but now most of your devices are one twenty two forty, and you can check as you said check on the manuals to make sure that'll work. Then all you need is the adapter plugs, and um, I would buy. You can go on Amazon and buy six to 10 for one particular country. And then, you know, whoever you're with or whatever you're plugging in should work with that process. I got a lot of work done on business trips. Uh, after all day meetings, I'd get to my room. As an East Coaster, I would also wake up at a terrible time in the morning. And so it was important for me to get work done and I wasn't going to be sleeping anymore. So this is what I currently bring, and I've I've listed it out. I have a MacBook Air M2. It travels light. I have a MacBook Pro M2, and I thought I needed that to do a lot of work on websites and audio editing and video editing and other things I might do. But frankly, the MacBook Air M2 works just as great. The limit with it is it has only two USB C ports going into it. To carry it, I used to carry plastic shell. It used to be in plastic shell cases, but I've started using 
Native Union Stow Slim for the MacBook. It's a padded and magnetic closure, and it's very thin. In some hotel rooms you get to, and you get to the, the work table, and it's got glass on it. So much for your optical mouse. Right. Well, this is a nice thin cloth pad that can substitute as a mouse pad for you if you get stuck in those hotels with the glass tabletops or where the optical mouses don't work. I bring an external Apple Magic keyboard. Uh, I, Although I have a laptop and it has a keyboard, it seems like I'm sticking my hands over a ledge to work on it and type. And I'd much rather have that separate separate keyboard. Um, also an external Apple Magic mouse. Both of those hold charges really well for, for at least the time that I'm going to be using it. I am taking a trip soon and I've got them in the background charging up for that trip. So I know they'll be the charge dongles, USB uh, C to USB A for those times you need to plug in something that is USB A still, and also a dongle that is USB C to HDMI for generally conference projectors and things. I have an Anchor 322 5 in 1 USB C hub, and I will bring that along. Very light device, very small device. And but most of my peripherals are Bluetooth, so I don't need to to plug them into anything. But I bring it along just for giggles. I bring one flash drive formatted to F32 in case I need to swap large files with somebody where I'm where I'm at or what I'm working. I can do that through the internet, but sometimes it's just easier to plug it in, take the file off, give it to them, and let it go. If I'm presenting, I bring a rechargeable wireless presenter remote, a DinoStrike, is you can find on Amazon, and um, those work fairly well. So I can walk around when I'm doing my presenting and not be locked into the to one location. I have a 200 watt USB C foldable wall charger in OTAO, and it's got four ports on it. So. It's an all-in-one for what I need in terms of charging overnight. Lately, the thing that I love most, and I mentioned this, is the 4K portable monitor. I have a KYY 15.6-inch monitor, and it's got both USB-C and a, like a mini HDI connector to it, a 3840 by 2160 uh, UHD. And uh, I love it. It it comes in its own case, sort of if you think of an iPad case where it folds back and it becomes its own stand, it comes right. in its own case that way. So yeah, I, I absolutely love that and set it up. And, and in the setup, you can, you can decide what side you want it on. Um, so it's a drop and drag from one side to the other. Uh, phones, I take my iPhone Pro Max 14, my Apple Watch Ultra. And for headphones, I got some Bose wireless noise cancellation headphones, really good for airlines. The difficulty for me is the size. It's an extra large, chunky piece that I need to take. So I've got to decide when I'm going to use those or to what degree I need true noise cancellation. And instead, I've Sometimes and often, if it's a short flight, if it's two hours or an hour, I will use my iPod Pros 2 with noise cancellation. And that 
guts enough of the exterior noise that um, I can listen to whatever I'm listening to. I have really bad tinnitus, so high quality people say, why do you get the Bose when you can get these more high quality noise cancellation headphones? Like, doesn't matter to me. I've got a tin ear. So I'll switch between those two. If I'm doing an international flight for the comfort, I'll, I'll do the extra packing and put the Bose noise, wireless noise cancellation in there. All of this fits into a Timbuktu messenger bag. So I managed to get all that, all that, that I said above into the bag and carry that. If I travel by car doing trips to Chicago, uh, I might take my M2 iPad Pro. The reason I do that is because the place that I stay is an apartment that my sister owns that is not set up for wireless. So I need to have something that connect can connect to wireless in order to do my work. And the M2 iPad Pro has cellular in it. I can also, you know, patch my phone on and go that route if I want to go that route. But I need to have something to, if I'm using my laptop, I need to have something that I can link to Wi-Fi or I'm using the the uh, iPad Pro. When I'm traveling to Chicago, it's not a matter of weight. I'm not carrying it. It's all in my trunk. And then if you're traveling with a spouse, bring extra cables and bring extra charging stations because they will inevitably forget something. So I've purchased an Anchor 727 charging station. I talked about the the Oda one that I have, but I purchased an Anchor 727 charging station, which has two power outlets, two USB-Cs, and two USB-As for charging. So I've learned to bring extra cables whenever Aileen and I go, because inevitably we'll get somewhere and it's in the evening and she'll go, do you have an extra one of these? And I do. That's so, smart. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, I had to travel really quickly after we took a trip. My wife and I had to travel for our residency, which is a week long in New Hampshire, and kept everything that I took with us just because I didn't have time to really repack. I only had a couple of days, got busy, threw everything in the bag, and then got the reputation as the cord guy. So, you know, people would come up and say, hey, do you have this? Do you have, this? you know, because I had all the extras and spares for her as well. Yeah. And the counter to that is then you get crap because why are you taking all this technology with you? Well, I'm supplementing you're not taking technology with you. And, <laughs> and occasionally she'll say, hey, Marty, do you have one of these? And, and then she'll follow it up with, of course you do. So, you know, there's a plus and minus to that. Anything else about travel tech? No, I, I you were just talking about the um, noise canceling headphones and, and carrying those around. And, and that can be really tough to travel with. And I know there's, there's a couple of brands and I know Alienware, they will, they'll fold up, but they're still large. Even just the carrying bag is huge. The great noise cancellation, but they can be a pain to carry around. And the Buds 3, or I'm sorry, the Buds Pro 2, uh, which is the Samsung version, they're really difficult to get in my ear. Like they just don't stay in. They don't have the wingtips anymore that used to fit kind of in your ear a little more snugly. Um, they do have a couple of of different options on Amazon that you can order to add wingtips to those so they stay in better. And they also have different ear pieces, the silicone ear tips that you can use that will uh, allow it to sit a little more snugly in your ear. I like the sound quality. I like the noise cancellation. 
I don't like how they sit in your ear. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a big design change for those with the Pro 2s. Yeah, I went through a habit of purchasing every new noise cancellation earbud that I could find. And then one time, went on a trip with my family and forgot my headphones. So I had to go to one of those boxes in the airport and, <laughs> you know, and bought for an ungodly amount of money, some really good Beats ear earbuds. Um, and, and that got me through the trip. And then, of course, halfway through the trip, I found my head, my, my headphones in some bag that I had packed, right. uh, buried. So uh, I, I have a whole drawer of different types of earbuds down here. All of them, I think, Bluetooth, uh, with the exception of a couple. So that's, I think that's it for travel. For folks who are going to be doing travel, I hope you've got some ideas, some things to think about next time you travel. I think Eric and I both agree that that external monitor, which is slim and can fit in with any sort of computer bag that you have is a game changer. If you're planning on doing some work early in the morning or late at night, wherever you're going, or you need to do some work um, to do that, or if you just want to watch a ball game on MLB uh that that your your hotel TV doesn't get. So anyways, that's it for this show. Uh thanks for for listening to us and how can listeners get involved if you've got a tech question or maybe you want to try to figure out how to do something with technology or if you have an idea to share, email us at the network at gmail.com or call and leave a message at 330-333-1240, and we'll play your question in the podcast and try and get an answer for you. Our bumper music is from Philip Gross, Rast. It's from the Free Music Archive. That's it for today's show. Thanks for subscribing to the Tech Savvy Professor podcast. Everything you need to know is on our new website, techsavvyprofessor.net and so all this stuff we're talking about should be there uh, in terms of how to connect with us. You can find us by searching Apple Podcasts for the Tech Savvy Professor. Look for us on Spotify, TuneIn and Google Play Music. Look for our other shows like Circular Firing Squad on the podtalk.net. Thanks for listening to the Tech Savvy Professor.